Yo, what's up, good people? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thank you so much for listening, and please make sure that you subscribe to and share the podcast, and if possible, please rate it and review it, because without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. This is episode 17, y'all, and every now and then, I do an episode where it probably feels like I just kind of hit you in the jaw, and you you kind of want to probably cuss me out afterward. Well, just as a quick disclaimer, this might be one of those episodes. Yeah, because today, um, I just really just had to come and tell you that you were made for more. Plain and simple, you were made for more. Like, there are so many of you out here who have just somehow gotten to a place of accepting that this, whatever this is, this is your life. I mean, it's just monotonous and mundane and you find yourself just kind of going through the motions. Like, you wake up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, maybe take the kids to practice or an activity if you got kids, and then you come back and go to bed, wake up, go to work, repeat the cycle, on and on and on. Every now and then, you might jazz it up and spice it up with uh, a spring break or a summer trip to the beach. But for the most part, every day looks eerily similar to the day before. So here's my question for you. Who told you that life is supposed to look like that? Like, How on earth have we just gotten to a place where we wake up every day counting down the years till we can retire? Like, like how have we gotten to a place where your best years have to be your last years? And and, and how is it that so many of us don't really start living until we get closer to dying? Y'all, we waste so much time counting down the time that when you finally look up, you've completely missed out on the time. Like, it it, it kills me to think that we wake up on Monday and Tuesday looking forward to Friday as if, like, the weekend is the only time we can really live life. That's crazy to me. Like, somewhere along the way, we've adopted a blueprint for a two-bedroom townhouse when we are supposed to be following a blueprint more suited for the White House. I know you might say that's crazy. You might say, yeah, wishful thinking. You might be a skeptic or whatever. But I just believe in my heart of hearts, y'all, that a lot of us are living a life beneath the life that we both could and should have. And let me say this, that has nothing to do with money. No, I'm not saying that. It's all about mindset. See, this podcast, if you don't know by now, I've never been one to to declare that you're going to be rich or famous or popular or any of that stuff. Now, my purpose is, is simply to help you live a life of purpose on purpose, to be intentional, to tap into that which you've already been blessed with. Use it to be a blessing to others and then watch how your life takes off as a result of that. So so that said, I truly believe that a lot of us are scared to live a life of abundance 
because we've adopted a mindset of scarcity. Yeah, we, we don't spend because we're scared it won't come back to us. We we don't do certain things because we're scared. Well, they just might not work out. And we don't leap because we're scared the net won't be there to catch us. Instead of viewing life through the lens of everything that could go right, we view it through the lens of, but what if this goes wrong? Fear is killing us. And the thing about fear is that if it goes unchecked, it grows exponentially. Y'all, fear begets fear. And every time you let it win, it takes up a little bit more space. Like, for example, it, it, it's almost like if, if you let your friend stay at your house for you know a prolonged period of time. OK, no problem there. But then all of a sudden you notice that his girlfriend is starting to come over every day. And then you notice that she's starting to spend the night a few times a week. And then all of a sudden she starts bringing her child and the child starts spending the night. And all of a sudden your living room has turned into a whole nother bedroom. And before you know it, because you didn't say something on the front end, you now have one room in your house and your friend, his girlfriend and her baby got the rest of the house on lock. You have to put fear on notice immediately or else you allow it to reduce you to having only one room in your house. And here's the thing, y'all. When fear takes over, it'll make you dumb down the life you used to want and force you to settle for the life that you now have. Yeah, instead of you reasserting yourself and getting your rooms and your house back, you start to say, well, you know, I'm only one person. One room is good for me. That's all I need. No, <laughs> no, get your house back. Y'all, we play it so safe to the point where the regrets that we have outnumber the risk that we've taken. We let making money get in the way of making memories and we let death be the recipient of our dreams. Because as they say, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because of all the people there with dreams and ideas that were never fulfilled. I came today to tell you that you were made for more. Some of us need to hear it this way. Look, you were made for more than just staying on a job for 20 years that makes you miserable. Don't get me wrong. Of all people I know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Bills got to get paid. Family got to eat. No doubt. But nobody wants to hear you constantly complaining about something that you could be changing. If the job is making you miserable, go get another one. Don't waste 20 years of your life going somewhere every day that's aging you like a dog, treating you like a dog and training you like a dog. All because the dog treats they give you are a little bit better than what someone else gives you. It's crazy. Look, y'all, your environment has a lot to do with your development. A seed is only as good as the soil that it's put in. If you've been passed up for every promotion you've applied for, if you've been constantly overworked and underpaid, and if you've been the one to train every boss that you've had, I don't care what you say. There's no way that you can be happy in that place. Now, you might do a good job hiding it. 
you might be able to thank the funk every now and then, but but every day you leave there, oh yeah, you got some resentment in your heart and cussing some folks out on your mind. Yeah, you're losing yourself every day. You try to fool yourself into thinking that this is what your life is supposed to look like. When that happens, you are your own biggest enemy. Why? Because you're thinking that you got to stay somewhere you don't. You're thinking that you need something special to make a move, but you don't. And, and you're thinking that you don't have what it takes to do better, but you do. You were made for so much more than just going to school, getting a job, retiring from the job, and dying. You were. Some of us need to hear it in this way. You were made for more than staying locked in a relationship that's more slavery than freedom. Y'all, I've seen so many people stuck in bad situations simply because they don't think they can do better. But let me tell you something. Sometimes being single can save you. Sometimes doing better does not mean getting somebody better. No, it simply means you respect you enough to let go of the person who ain't making you better. I might be in the minority on this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Marriage is not a lifetime commitment if the person you're married to is a person that's hurting you. Don't let people who aren't walking in your shoes tell you that your feet don't hurt. No, this is your life. And nobody can live it but you. Nobody has to deal with it but you. Nobody has to suffer the consequences or reap the rewards of your decisions but you. If to achieve your best involves separating yourself from the worst, make it happen. By all means, be wise, consult some people you trust, but by all means, do what you need to do. You were made for more. And then some of us might need to hear it in this context that you were made for more than just thinking that what is, is all there is. In other words, your life has the capacity to be so much bigger than what you've settled for. See, you've played small long enough. Please don't get it twisted and, and, and do not confuse humility with settling no no because see that thing that keeps popping up in your mind that thing that keeps your heart beating fast that thing you wake up thinking about and you go to bed dreaming about it's time for you to do something with it look i get it they quote unquote don't quite understand it but it ain't for them to understand look i know they probably laughed at the idea but just take your time because soon the joke will be on them. And, and, and look, I know that you think that you don't even have all the resources you need. But here's a secret for you. As long as you've got the source, he'll provide the resource. Stop making excuses because you'll never be fulfilled until you do that which fulfills you. Why? Because you were made for it. You were made for it, plain and simple. Look, y'all, one day we're going to all look up and realize that a lot of life has already passed us by. The question is, will you feel like you've lived it 
or will you feel like you simply existed? For my folks who have kind of relegated themselves to small living and cloaked it in living the Christian life. Let me say this. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says that he came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, I don't know about you, but the way I read that is, is that he's talking about heaven and earth. So in other words, the first life he says when he says, I came that you might have life. That's eternal life. That's the life we get once we once we die, once we pass away. That's the life that we forever live. That's eternal life. The more abundant life that he talks about giving is a reference to, in my opinion, right now, because why on earth would there be a need to have more abundant life in heaven? Y'all, life is meant to be lived. Life is more than just 17 years of school, 40 years of work, 20 years of retirement, and then death. So that being said, it's time for you to stop playing small. It's time for you to stop deferring your dreams and stop putting everything and everybody else in front of you. No, it's time for you to stop putting your purpose on pause. Don't let any more time go by where you allow yourself to be limited. It's time for us to make our risk outnumber our regrets. You were made for more. You are meant to be in the ocean. But if all you settle for is the fishbowl, then you'll never get there. That's the episode, y'all. I hope and pray you've gotten something from it. And if you have, please take a second to subscribe to the podcast. Um, please share it, rate it. And if you're on iTunes, review it. All right. Also, as always, feel free to hit me up on any of my social media. Uh, user, username is just Anthony D. Sparks. And if you want to work with me on this area or any other subject or issues that you might be encountering right now, you've got a few ways. You can always hit me up on my website at www.anthonydsparks.com. Uh, you can email me at contact at anthonydsparks.com. Or you can even shoot me a text at 415-935-0219. Last but not least... Um, I always like to give people the opportunity to support the podcast because your contributions do absolutely matter. And so if you want to support, just click on the support this podcast link in the show notes. As I always say, y'all, no contribution amount is neither too big or too small. Whatever it is, it helps. So, hey, I appreciate the consideration either way. All right. So that said, hey, thank y'all so much for rocking with me. I'm looking forward to next time and I hope y'all are too. I'm gonna talk to you soon. I'm out.